And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black Hipster, where we talk about Black pop culture, gay pop culture, Black gay pop culture, and sometimes other shit. Wizard. Hello, darling. Happy Saturday. (laughs) Wait, you're not supposed to tell the the listeners, all six of our listeners, what day of the week we record and then release this on Tuesday? Uh, Wednesday. Well, if they're listening to it live, then they know. <laughs> That's true. The folks are tuning in live. What up, y'all? Yes, yeah, then they definitely know. <laughs> they're like, uh, yeah, so I tuned in on Saturday and they were recording and then it was the same episode on Wednesday. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Well, listen, you get to listen twice. You get to make sure you get to study everything we're saying and you don't get to miss anything. There's no rewind. They you know? also get to get it all, and then they can hear the difference in when we cleaned it up and we've edited the episode. Exactly, <laughs> to exactly. Take out all the mindless chatter, all the mm-hmm. ums, hums, the spaces, the things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you're tuning live on Saturday, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Don't forget <laughs> to subscribe. Um, <laughs> did you watch Drag Race? <laughs> I have not seen Drag Race yet, so we that was yesterday's episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have not seen it yet, and I... Oh, so I won't yeah. spoil it. Top four, top four, top four. Oh, gosh, um, so soon, so soon. Well, actually, this has been a pretty long season. Is it? To what? me, it feels like it happened pretty quickly, and I know they had, like, two weeks where they didn't even show a new episode. Well, and, too, they had, you know, they what was it, the first episode, they introduced half the girls, and they introduced... Uh, the other half, and then the third one, no one went home. And then, oh, yeah, that's true. And so, it was like, oh, girls. Yeah. Uh, they, doesn't yeah. it start at 10? No, I think now they start at 13 or 14 now. It, yeah. it hasn't been 10 in a while. Yeah, yeah. We're out of workroom. Like, yeah, exactly. for that? <laughs> I guess they think they, they made it. Well, I know they, had, they do, and then they made the room a lot larger because they've been filming. Um, during the pandemic. COVID. I didn't watch that special um, that they premiered about how they've been doing this during the pandemic. I knew that they, I do know. What? what? I didn't watch it either. Yeah. You know I'm not into that stuff. Like, yes. Yeah. I, I, I never watch those episodes. And in fact, they make me angry um, <laughs> to, to all the TV uh, networks, the shows, the whoever. Please mm-hmm. spare us those fucking behind the scenes type of episodes. Um, I'm okay with like a people's couch kind of thing to some degree, but it also, the, the people's couch people need to be really interesting. Um, but those like pop-up episodes, I'm good. <laughs> She's like, mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I, I did, yeah, it, it, it is, yeah, unless you're getting something sort of extremely entertaining and extremely new I don't or unless it's something that's like novel like I don't I mean I'm a fan of Drag Race but I don't necessarily need to know what is going on behind the scenes like a whole different episode of how they do things it's like well y'all are taking temperatures and keeping people social distancing and you know I saw a clip of it how they're doing production I know that they get tested a lot more but it's just kind of like those are things that you would expect you know for them to do listen Um, if Drag Race wants to do a, a, a Drag Race couch you know, episode or what have you, where we have like winners of Drag Race commenta- uh making commentary while they watch the episode of the new uh, I would watch that. Yeah, that's only, a good one. Only if they decide to have like the most interesting queens. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know. they 
they do have something like that, but I believe that it's only on online. Oh, I think oh, it's either they have a couple of shows where they have like either Trixie hosted or someone hosted, and then they have other guests come on, like Bob has been on it. I don't know if Beyond. Yeah, they have I know different what you're girls. About, yeah, that mm-hmm. trick, I'm not into Trixie. So that's yeah. very false for me. I'm not, I don't think Trixie should have ever won anything. Ooh, shots fired. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a fan. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just not a fan of Trixie, and that's fine. Um, Trixie could not be a fan of mine. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I promise you this if I was hosting something, I'd be interested. Yeah. Like yeah. a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody out there is rolling their eyes all the way up and through their head. Listen, listen. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But anywho, um, speaking of no, I was I was gonna say speaking of drag queens, but that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. (laughs) Um, So let me just start by saying nope and no. Yes. um, Yes. No, we want to talk about. Oh, wait, we're going to talk what? about gay baiting. But before we do that, uh-huh. Cuomo update. Cuomo update. <laughs> I love it's like a weekly thing. Cuomo update. Like if we had a show, it'd be like his face will pop up. Cuomo update. We're like yeah, so we weird. We have like a whole graphic and like some theme music. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Your boy is, is, is bruh. There's oh, another God. woman. Oh, my At God. At this point, it's just like, Cuomo, you might have to just give it up. And it's clear that, like, he's not going to just walk away. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, y'all going to have to take me kicking and screaming and apparently biting and kissing. So, oh, my God. <laughs> Cuomo is not going to just give it up. Um, but another woman has come forward. Same thing where, like, he kissed her. And she mm-hmm. was like, I was super uncomfortable. And it was to the point where she was like, it affected her business because, you know, he did this in front of people. And she's like, I'm, I'm a, I was a well-respected businesswoman in my town. And then it was people making little comments like, oh, is your, your boyfriend Cuomo backing you up on this? And things like that. Oh, my um, God. Like, yep. That's exactly how that works. That's how that plays out. Right. And when you're like uncomfortable, but you don't want to say anything in the moment because then it highlights the problem or it brings attention to the issue. But then you're also embarrassed and which you shouldn't be, but you are. And then you're you're not really sure how to respond. And you're trying to give this person the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But then on the back end, it starts fucking with your shit. So it's a really crazy situation. And then it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I wouldn't expect someone in a situation like that to come forward until something like this has happened. So when people are questioning like, oh, well, this woman didn't say anything before. Or these people didn't say anything before. And it's just like, that's exactly how like harassment like this breeds because yeah. sometimes you're just not even sure if you're the only person. And if you are now you're out on a limb saying these things and you don't have anyone to corroborate it. Mm-hmm. And then if it's a powerful person, yeah, it's very much you versus them. Yeah. What's going to happen you know, depending on who they're connected to, but the, and then the hope is that yeah, someone else will come forward and say no, mm, he's slimy. He did this to me too, and then you can open up the door to where people feel more empowered to speak yeah. up. Um, so I'm just like, bruh, it's gonna be more. You're clearly out here kissing people and and, and like making people uncomfortable. And he, you know, rested back on the same thing where he just like. I'm Italian. This is how I greet people. I kiss people and I this and I that. I do it to women. I do it to men. And I'm like, for you to even say it out of your mouth goes to show that you don't get it. 
Yeah. To compare, yeah. I do it to everyone. I do it to women. I do it to men. And you don't see the difference in how that would affect you doing that to a woman and how it affects you doing it to a man. Like you're an idiot. If yeah, you're, you're an idiot. idiot. You, you should know better. You shouldn't be the governor. Because mm-hmm. guess what? You're governing a municipality of a lot of fucking women. <laughs> Gosh. So, I... No, you don't get it. You clearly don't get it. And you're going to continue to do the things that you do with no consequence and not ever think twice about those actions. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. And he's, it's funny because he's not even, it's interesting because it doesn't sound like he's doing the usual thing of, you know, you know, I, I need to learn or I need to be better or I didn't know this was. He does. That's the, that's the thing. He doesn't think he does. He yeah. thinks that I wasn't doing anything wrong that, that, necessarily needs be fixing y'all want me to stop kissing people okay i'll stop kissing people but i'm not gonna make apologies for all the times i kiss people that's just how i greet yeah and it's just like this it's just like i'm obviously yeah it's just like you should have known better and then too it's essentially you're calling all of these women and people who are coming forward like either they're too sensitive or they made it up or they basically they just don't have a right to feel this way and it's just like really like that's what you're not even acknowledging the fact that even a little bit there was some wrong on your part you're just kind of dismissing the feelings and the, the you know invalidating their experiences which is really really interesting and very very bold very very bold you know it's funny because we a lot of times in the u.s we criticize cultures that you know we find them to be um oppressive of women and i'm not saying that they're not but um, cultures in other countries where women aren't even allowed to like be in the presence of other men yeah. or like the like touching another woman that's not your wife is like grounds for getting your ass beat in the street. Like, you know, we criticize these cultures, but it's interesting how, and that's not to say that the women don't get, this is all types of terrible things happen to these women in, in yeah. all cultures, mm-hmm. but no, I say that to say, I think about like when I was a child growing up um, and, you know, like in Judaism or whatever, like that's a no-no. And even when my mother would come to like stuff. Oh, what's like, a no-no? What's... Like touching another man's wife. Oh, wet. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like mm-hmm. greeting her in any kind of way if you're not a close relative. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, my mother would come for like a graduation or something, you know, and the teacher would go to shake her hand and my mother would, you know, she would give him the hands up kind of, nope, nope. And she put her hand over her and give him a nice little bow, nice little nod, you know. Uh-huh. And they would be so awkward and they would, like, do it that kind of. <laughs> but it was, like, understood. Like, no, no. Mm-mm. She made it very clear. Yeah. You do not come anywhere near touching her. Mm-hmm. She's somebody's wife. She's a, a grown-ass woman that you shouldn't be touching in the street if you're not a close relative. Or you yeah. shouldn't be touching, period, if you're not a close relative. Mm-hmm. And, um... It's funny because we criticize other cultures that have those boundaries, but I'm like, eh, those boundaries are in place for a reason. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 it's yeah, and and those boundaries like that, you know, very different from like you said, you know, or, or I think you mentioned, you know, women who aren't allowed to like drive a car or aren't allowed to have the same type of rights as men are mainly, you know, when it boils down to is because they're women. Yeah, those those are different, and I can't even imagine what he would do. Um, if he was working alongside a woman who, yeah, th- those rules, I don't know. It's just, it, it's not even a sticky situation. It's just like now no. you're coming across. Now it you're sticky. Yeah, it's not sticky. There's no like real gray lines. I feel is I feel it's like well, no, you were wrong, 
And then now it, it, it becomes a decision of what, what are we going to do, you know, or, or what's going to happen, you know, because of the things that you have done. And so is there any pressure from, I know that there's pressure from people. I oh, wonder, yeah. you know how they have those polls of, mm-hmm. of people, you know, I don't know who these people are. You know, there's always That's a poll. It's right. like, who I, do they poll? <laughs> I have, polled, I've never been polled. Yes, I, I don't know anyone who has been polled, but you know, they'll poll people about, you know, most of, you know, a certain percentage of New Yorkers feel like he should step down, or a certain percent of New, percentage of New I Yorkers feel like, like he I should. I saw one on New York One, but I don't remember the details. Uh-huh. If I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. I, want, I wonder what people are saying because it is, because, um, you know, and then too, I'm, I'm reading about this on, you know, the internet and online and stuff. And of course it's there and you can see it in real time. Is it very prominent on, on the news? Like often what's going on with him? You know, I couldn't tell you in national news, but uh-huh. because I'm inundated with like local shit. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I can tell you that like when I'm reading stuff in, you know, for other papers, like it's not like the front page. Yeah. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, it's not. Um, yeah, but, but local the New York news. Times would would, would report on it because it is still New York. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. Yeah, you know, he's the, the freaking governor. New York that the New York Times is going to vote on. Yeah, I'm going to report on. Yeah, it's interesting, but I'm like, it's 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 such a tricky situation in the sense that because there's nothing tricky about or sticky about whether or not he did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I talked about this before about how companies were treating employees during the pandemic. Granted, you might not, and this is not the same, but, um, you know, the pandemic might have been the reason why your company lost money and all this other stuff, but that doesn't dictate how you behave after the fact. So if you had to lay people off or furlough or whatever, mm-hmm. like how you treat people in those times is telling. Yeah. So, for me, it kind of goes back to the same thing where it's like, so if you want to even rest on this whole idea that like you were kissing people or you were doing this, you were engaging in behaviors that at the time you didn't think were wrong. But once <laughs> someone, and you know, and that's why I'm like, you know, okay. But let's just even, let's, let's even say we can speed past that. Mm-hmm. Once we got to the point of there, someone's bringing it to your attention that this was wrong and that it harmed people. What's your move? Exactly. If, if the move forward for you is to go, ah, come on, Blech. wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the part that that's causing people to say you need to go. Yeah. <laughs> because you you're not responding mm-hmm. like a leader. You're not responding the way that we think a leader should. Yeah. Um. Even if you would admit to the wrong, because of course everybody I'm sure around him is probably telling him. Like, don't admit to the wrong because mm-hmm. that always seems to be the no, right? You can't ever say you did this thing versus, you know, oh, I did this thing and I apologize profusely. Let me just yeah. have changed or deny, deny, deny. Let's keep moving. I've done so much for you guys. Don't play yourself. Um, he's taking the latter approach. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where I say it's tricky is because what is the proper response? Because I'm pretty sure he's being told by so many people around him not to admit it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I wonder what the message, because, you know, to, to your point, you know, when you sort of, when you have someone who's accused of some of something and then they deny and deny or say, you know, what I did wasn't wrong. And then more allegations, you know, come, you know, uh, appear. Then at some point, 
the person eventually does say, you know what, actually what I did was wrong and I want to tell every, you know, then they're going on this apology tour. And it's interesting. It's just like, well, you have a few women, you know, right now. So it's like, are you waiting until, what, five more women come out? Or are you waiting until someone comes out with some even larger allegations against you? Like, right. you know, that's that was the, the, the smart thing that got in front of it in the first yeah. place. So that he would, if he would have just admitted and said, you know, and I think to some degree he did. He didn't deny the kissing. He's saying he just didn't think anything was wrong with it. Mm-hmm. So I guess, again, he's he's still falling back on that same, you know, argument or that same whatever. But it's like, if you had gotten in front of being more apologetic, and I guess you just out here kissing so many people that you don't even know who you did it to. <laughs> it, and how it I negative think so. impacted them. Right. Um yeah, I do think that there's somewhere where there needs to be room to take accountability and be genuine and it being okay for us to move forward yes. without someone necessarily losing their job or losing yes. their position if they are still worthy of that. But yes. I don't necessarily think that that's the case in, in this issue, in this particular instance with Cuomo. Yeah, yeah. And he's it's, been in politics for so long. It's like, bro, come on. Like, you're yeah. playing yourself. And you've seen this happen so many so many like times with so many people just doing stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Like stop kissing people in the office. But then you also, if the you're asking this woman about whether or not being raped affected her sex life and stuff like that, it's just like, bruh, like, look, uh, uh, it, it all we got is 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 what the accusers are saying. But it comes down to whether or not you believe them. Yeah, you believe. Them. Yeah. Believe it. Yeah. And and it's and, and it's and, it, and, it, and we've seen we've also too, this isn't anything new. Like it's just like men in power have been doing these things for a long time. So it's just like, ah, that's not far fetched to believe to, to believe this isn't this is not Please. true. And men not in power have been doing this yeah, shit. Yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> exactly Lewis right. Is out here doing this shit to women because they just feel like they're in a higher position or a better position than the woman is. Yeah. If yeah. they can do it child <laughs> yeah and 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 i think it, it and it's it's weird because it takes it, it's interesting that dynamic of you know on one end you have these men who and it's like we talked about this so many times men boys will be boys and whatever whatever and then you know women um you know women are being sexually harassed you know we talk about sexual harassment and how you know so many how many women have been sexually harassed throughout their life and how oh. commonplace is that and how it's not even like it's not even unexpected in a sense, you know, it's just like, oh, you've been, you get like 20 women in a room, a hundred women in a room. I'm pretty sure most of them have experienced some form of harassment from a young age up until like adulthood. And, I would, all of them have, yes. to be honest with you. I think okay. every single one of them have. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, 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 and we don't think that's a problem. We, we've gone, so we've become accustomed to thinking, oh, that's just something that you deal with, making excuses for men and their behavior. And of course, that's going to bleed into the workplace. That's going to bleed into every aspect of our lives. And I think that it's, it's, it, 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 it's funny how we put a lot of the responsibility we've grown so accustomed to and used to it that we take these things less seriously when a woman's coming forward with saying, you know, this happened to me or that happened to me. Right. And, and then focus on them. Yes. And, 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 and even not to say this, but there are a lot of people, uh, you know, who are older, who I think there are some women who are so used to it that it's kind of like, oh, that's just, they don't see it as wrong. You know what I'm saying? And because you become sort of not brainwashed, but accustomed, I would say accustomed, I can't think of another word, but accustomed to that being that way, 
you know, when you're living in something for so long and that's the way it is. And it's just like, you see how deadly that is. You see how insidious, and, 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 and is that the word? I, I think there's also this um, sort of sense of, well, we had to go through it. So you got to go through it. <laughs> all the, it's like all the, uh, the elder millennials that are hating about mm-hmm. loan forgiveness and the ones who have paid their loans and they're just yeah. kind of like, hold up. So then now these kids are going to get to go to school for free and I had to pay this shit and yeah. like, let it go. Like, yes, let it go. No, it's it's not great. But guess what? Would you, you prefer the status quo to just stay since you had to deal with it? Yeah. No, that's like, that's like a bunch of black people um, from Jim Crow era being like, nah, if I couldn't drink from a fountain, you should Yeah, leave. you can't. Like, yeah. No, these kids need to learn and they need to figure it out. Yeah. They have to go through the struggle. That's the whole point of the struggle, right? Is that you fight the struggle so that the generations after you don't have to do the yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there, there are some old fashioned uh, ladies out there that are kind of like, honey, please. Back yeah. in my day, we had to X, Y, and Z, which y'all got is light work. I'm like, mm-hmm. great, let's make it even lighter work. Yes, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. My nieces, and you know, it's 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 crazy. Um, but on that note, I'm gonna left turn because <laughs> we go is it 20 minutes and we go on and on and on about this. Cuomo yeah. started something. Exactly. Cuomo because it's a much bigger. It, it it implies much bigger issues, right? It's not just this one isolated thing with this one isolated politician. Mm-hmm. And it's not the first time it's happened. It's not going to be the last time it happened. Exactly. It's the sad part, and that's exactly what all the fuss is about. It's the mm-hmm. fact that if we don't make a fuss about it, it's guaranteed it won't be the last time it'll yeah. happen. We're trying to get to that last time. Yeah. And, and, and two, I know we have to move, but it also it, it, it's also we're in this sort of time where, you know, we talk about PC culture. And, and I think much of that is very much needed. We need to look at the way that we've been doing things. Societies change. Societies evolve. So why do we feel like everything that we've been, you know, everything that we've been doing in the way that we've been living, it can't be examined and can't be, you know, put under the microscope. And I feel like a lot of people are kicked back, have kicked um are kicked back and against are kicking against kicking that. Back. Yeah, are kicking back <laughs> against that. You know, where you have, you know, and I think that's people who, you know, for a number of reasons, because, you know, like you said, you know, older people who've been through this before, they're just like, if I had to deal with this, you can deal with it. It's not that hard. I'm successful. I got out of it. You can deal with it. You have it easy. And also people who don't know how to change it. People who feel like, oh gosh, this is insurmountable. Like, what what are you are we changing the complete what, everything that, you know, the way that we're living? And I think two people look at think when they see so many different issues happening at the same times, they get they get overwhelmed and they don't want to do it. They're looking at sexism, they're looking at racism, they're looking at all this homophobia, you know, all the different, you know, transgender issues, all those issues that are like very, very much hot right now. And we're talking about all of them, I think they get overwhelmed and they don't want to do it. They think it's BS and it causes people to shut down and it's just like, come on now. It, 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 yeah, we have to change in order to move forward and uh, to be better, I think. On that note, that was a good segue into talking about gay baiting. Yes, yes gay <laughs> baiting, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people would be like, oh, really? Which, oh my goodness, we were talking about last week um, Lil Mama then stepped in it again. Um, again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got something going on. <laughs> so um, this whole idea of, what did she say? She was starting 
Um, oh yes, a straight per- heterosexual, straight, yeah, heterosexual rights movement, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was just like, like, are, are there certain people who just need attention so badly they'll take any form of attention? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was just thinking about that when I was reading these articles about gay baiting, um, because it's like, why, why do people always feel the need? to jump up and talk about their issues when someone else is talking about their issues. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, these things can exist. And mm-hmm. even if you haven't seen them or you don't know, I love the people that are just like, well, I've never seen that. <laughs> oh, so because you, oh, I forget you are omnipotent so-and-so. <laughs> exactly. And, and omniscient so-and-so that you just know all the things and Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. These don't just exist because you've seen them. Shut mm-hmm. up and sit down. Yeah. Um, and this whole idea of like gay baiting and it being a big deal in Hollywood and a lot of celebrities are doing it. Um, and it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And and essentially, I'll read the so the definition for it. I mean, some the definitions a little it changes a little bit depending on what site you're going um, going to. But I found one that I think sort of encapsulates. <laughs> what it means and so they call it queer baiting or gay baiting and queer baiting is essentially a marketing ploy that celebrities tv and film writers and authors use to appeal to lgbtq plus audience the practice sees straight celebrities hint at being queer in songs interviews music or videos so that their sexuality becomes ambiguous while appealing to lgbtq plus fans Queer baiting also avoids alienating a main audience, but never fully embracing a queer sexuality. Mm-hmm. And some people, you know, they talk about different shows. Like I haven't seen some of these shows, but to be queer baited, I, I, I feel like it's something that isn't far fetched. They talk about. Um, I think that one of the shows, um, which is Eve and Killing Eve, are you know Rizzoli and Isles are um, yeah. even this new show Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where you know they sort of. <laughs> argue like a married couple or, you know, there is sort of, um, you know, the, 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 the way that they are sometimes physically with one another can sort of make people think, oh, is, is there something else there? Is there some subtext? Will they or won't they? And, you know, people, it, it sort of brings in, you know, these people who are, you know, queer audience because they're thinking, oh my gosh, am I going to see myself represented on television? Or is this potential that this relationship is going to flourish into a full intimate relationship? But it doesn't. And then it also, you right. know, for the main audience, for those who are straight, they go, okay, I'm comfortable with this. I can, you know, we aren't, um, what is it called? Is- not isolated. We aren't turned off by this because there's a gay couple being represented on television. And um, it's, interesting i read a few articles about it and i feel as though sometimes there are blur and i i do know with that show rizzoli and isles which i did not watch do you know the, the show i've never watched yeah i've never watched it angie harman watched it though and apparently the, the writers did admit at one point they did kind of mm-hmm. um beef up the, the 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 lesbian or the possibility that these people were in a lesbian uh, relationship to appeal to the queer audience because it was so um they realized that the audience was really into it so they did kind of beef that up but i feel like a lot of shows i guess i never thought is that different from like I, maybe I need to being like, you know, having buddies who are like homoerotic with one another. Is that because I feel like that happens in real life. Like relationships can be very complex and relationships can be very different. And so right. where do you draw the line between um, a show that's gay baiting versus one that is sort of developing this 
oftentimes funny. They'll use it for comedic effect, I think, too, when you Which have two I think men. Makes, that's what makes it worse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When it's used for comedic effect, right? It's almost like, oh, homosexuality is funny as long as you're not actually taking a dick in the butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel that's what they're saying. Yes, right? like, yes. Oh, this could be funny, like, right? And they, they do certain things that they that they pretty much deemed stereotypically gay, uh -huh. um, which is just like, okay, all gay guys don't act like that. They do things like that. Um, yeah, and it's always used, uh, I think, with men for comedic effect and with women um, to be sexy and to be alluring. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, that's exactly the problem. This <laughs> It's playing on straight people's, um, I think. I think it's, it's more for straight audiences than for gay audiences to some degree mm -hmm. um you know for men for straight men to see these two women kissing or doing this or doing that and it turns them on yeah um, and then, oh actually i think it's just for men period because then i think also with the two guys that's also playing on that's playing towards gay men yeah definitely mm -hmm. the straight man to be like oh he's hot and then the thought of him actually you know getting close with a man in a certain way it's like oh even better yeah he's hot and i possibly could have him mm -hmm. um yeah it's because because i don't know a bunch of women that are sitting around being like oh i'm turned on watching these two men possibly do it or oh i'm turned on watching these two women possibly do it unless they they themselves are queer but yeah. even then, they might also be like, okay, they ain't actually gay, so I don't care. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. It's, um, I think it's lame. <laughs> it's super lame. I think that there are complexities in relationships, and then I think that there are a lot of people who are out here that are like, oh, I'm heterosexual. Ooh, but actually, I'm not sure what's going on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That happens all the time. Yeah. Or they encounter somebody who makes them question, or a situation or anything that makes them question whether or not they need to check a box. Yeah. Um. There, that does happen. But I think what they're talking about with the queer baiting is like, it's not isolated to just that, and they don't even do enough development. I think with the characters to express it in that way. Yes. It's kind of sort of just these little glimpses of. Will they? Won't they? Um, and then they never actually ever do. Yeah, they never do. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and, because that's too far. Yeah, and and yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's about you know the end goal would be about you know in a sense representation, having fully fleshed out, fully formed you know characters who happen to be you know queer or you know lesbian, gay. That's what you would want, but you don't get that. If they do have them on the show, they're kind of second or third, you know, rated characters who aren't getting much screen time. And also, you know, one of the things that um, the article mentioned, one, one of the articles that I read mentioned was that for people who are sort of, you know, you're young and you're gay, you're questioning, you know, whatever, and you see this on television, you're thinking, oh, you get excited because you're like, oh, I'm going to get into this show. I'm going to get into this narrative of this, whatever it may be. And you're, because you feel like you're going to see people who who are like you and then that relationship doesn't fully flesh out and you're thinking okay what does that mean for me you know as like sort of the article used i think they used a baby dyke which i thought was hilarious <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh it was a gay from a gay um uh media site but you know just someone who's young you're 13 or 15 or whatever you what you're in the closet or, or just not even fully aware of you know who you are and you see this and that may leave you with sort of negative feelings about being gay because you don't see you see that representation hinted at but not fully formed out and you know the gay person may always be alone or the feelings right. that they or develop. super uh promiscuous always yes. 
bad to bad. So it basically tells you as a young gay person that that's all that you have to look forward to, that you will be 30 and you will either not be able to find like love and a loving, committed relationship, or you will just be promiscuous, quote unquote promiscuous, or jumping from bed to bed. Yeah. To, and, and you'll just be there for comic relief. Because that's yeah. another thing, too, is like on a lot of shows, too, the gay characters are like always the funny characters and they mm -hmm. never get a chance to have any drama or any serious moments happen in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very true. And and, and even, you know, one of my favorite, um, I don't know if this is one of my, what, a movie that I love was, uh, gosh, what was it? A Low Down Dirty Shame. And, oh. And Jada Pinkett has <laughs> Jada. What was his name? Waymond? Was it? <laughs> you know what's so crazy? It's been so long that I don't remember his name, but I remember everything else about the character. Oh, hilarious! With, with the wigs, he's like, "Girl, give me some relaxer, relaxer, girl." Last time you got me super, yeah. I, and, and as a kid, I'm trying to think, was that maybe like '92 to '95 or '96? No, One of those. Yeah, it was. It was early. And, you know, I and, and I watch some of those clips now. I know that actor has since passed away and I watch some of those clips and I still laugh. But as a young kid, you know, my mom took us to see the movie. And this was one of my first representations of like gay people on the big screen. Mm -hmm. He had a small part and it was he was funny and he was hilarious and he wasn't fleshed out. He had just had a big part. But I thought it was hilarious. And I remember enjoying it and watching it back as a kid. I see certain things that that were that were questionable about it. But I also think it's still very entertaining. And one of the things, you know, that's just, I, I think, what, what am I trying to say? I think that sometimes you can, some roles are, it's okay, but I think okay if they're a comedic role or they're a very small part, but I think what we were talk, just talking about as far as representation and there being more out there showing sort of the full life and the full versatility and the full experience of someone who's queer and gay right. that isn't shown enough. Right, but because um, the issue is when you only put, you know, it becomes a stereotype, right? Yeah. That it's like, oh, you're basically telling any young black male who might be gay out there that he has to behave a certain exactly. type of way mm -hmm. to be gay, right? To be acknowledged mm -hmm. as gay or fully gay individual. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, maybe he is gay, he but he is nothing like that. That so is very when true. you're only showing that, that's I mean, this is like we've been talking about this for ages with black people in terms yeah. of representation. We're just like, listen, we're not saying that you can't ever make a black person a drug dealer mm -hmm. on a movie or a TV show because we know that in reality there are black people that sell drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we're not crazy. What we're saying is when the only role that you can get as a black person is a drug dealer, yeah. you know, or a prostitute or this or that, mm -hmm. that's problematic. Yeah, that's problematic, so yeah. The only role I can get is a gay person or the only type of representation you will put on the screen of a gay person is this role or that role, and there's no nuance, there's no in-between, and we never develop gay characters. That's a problem. And so that's yeah. the same thing with queer baiting when you basically just put one type of relationship that could be gay mm -hmm. on the screen then you're just basically saying yeah you know there's no other you know there's there's no development in in these gay relationships and when you do it it's even worse when you do it with two supposedly heterosexual people mm -hmm. it's it's even worse because not only are you saying well they could maybe engage in some homosexual things <laughs> 
But society says that that's not okay, so we're not going to let that happen. Yeah. Like, we'll let yeah. them just kind of like a little. So it tells basically everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if you're just a little bit questioning your sexuality, maybe you can sort of perhaps kiss your girlfriend. But yeah. That's as far as it goes. That's it. That's as far as it goes. That's you know, you're, you're, you're young. You know, everyone has a, a moment of self-doubt, you know, or whatever. And then you're back on the straight and narrow. And, and one of the things, too, that I noticed, none of the articles that I read pointed to this, but I've been on, I've noticed, like, just on Instagram, and I'm pretty sure there are different sites where they have these guys. I'm pretty sure women do it as well, but they have these guys who their sexuality is very ambiguous, where they may have only fan videos, they're mm-hmm. all beefed up, very attractive men. Oh, the they video beef- that you sent me before, they talk about the influencers that yes, the influencers. That video yes. And, and they have, yeah, there's a lot of those out there. And, oh, you know, the imagine. funny thing, what'd you say? I said I would imagine. And I yeah. read all those articles, too. And and I wonder where does that, like, how does that, you know, because these people, I mean, some of them make a living off of, you know, this is what they do. You can make a living off of Instagram. Or, you know, you can make money from it. What? This is what the world's come to. What happened to the days of Dion Warwick and the Psychic Network? <laughs> I want the Psychic Friends Network back. That at least well, seems like it made more sense to people who will waste their money on. Well, what would you, because if say we have friends, let's say you even had like, it, it, say your husband or whoever, one of your coaches, let's say we your husband. Your husband had a successful career in appealing to gay men. Where he would, you know, his Instagram site, his page or whatever, if his OnlyFans, whatever, you know, he's showing his butt, you know, the no. outline of his butt. I'm already you know, just but... like, no on that. <laughs> That's just weird. Like, it's... why? Like, because I just, it, it's weird to me. And it's it's not even the homosexual part about it because, you know, it is what it is. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I think if, my husband's doing that for women. I'd be like, really? This is how you make your living? Um, I'd be like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> There's something to be said about like kind of like simulating sex and simulating your um your availability. Mm-hmm. That would be I odd to me. And so okay. you're simulating sex Both. and your availability, not only just that generally, but also now to men. And you're mm-hmm. not even interested in men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're you're as as uh dis disingenuine. You're just a piece of shit because you are playing on someone's like fantasy mm-hmm. of 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 having you. That's the that's the first of all. That would yeah. make me uncomfortable if my husband was doing that in the first place. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, like just the fact that like now you're also doing it to. A community that you're not sexually interested in, mm-hmm. completely disingenuine, I would feel very uncomfortable about that. Yeah. It, it's always interesting because the funny thing is I didn't, you know, it sort of came up in my head because I was just seeing all of these men do this. And I'm like, well, is he gay? Is he not gay? He doesn't say he's gay. They don't follow any gay sites. They don't, you would like to Google search them or whatever. And you go, I don't think this person identified. And then some of them, you would find out they have a girlfriend, you know, and you're just like, I don't understand this. It's like, obviously your audience is, and I, is are predominantly men. There are some women who like you, but it's just like those vibes you giving, honey, that is not, that is for the gays, okay? That is nothing that, you know, we all find different things. Because women appealing. do not pay to show <laughs> Like a woman's not going to pay money to somebody <laughs> on the outline his butt. Like we are not interested. We're like, ew, I hope he doesn't have any skid marks. Like that's yes, all. Yes. <laughs> 
So, so I guess what you're saying is that you would like if you, any man, like uh, maybe a man that maybe one of your close male friends, if you know, straight, if they were doing this, you would think that's questionable if they had, you know, sort of um, their business or part of their, you know, where they made their livelihood was appealing to. If it was my husband or my significant other, I would feel uncomfortable about it because of this sense of you are giving this you are taking availability of like yeah. you know this is what you're here for and you're available and you're this and you're that somebody's paying enough money for it and that makes mm-hmm. me uncomfortable just as your significant other as if i if it was a friend of mine i mean it would be questionable to me in a sense that it's just like are you just are you pretending to be gay mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean because that's weird right like that yeah that's weird are you are you pretending to be gay but i guess i don't know like where's the line i guess it just comes down to a morality thing right there's yeah nothing, obviously there's nothing illegal about it no um, there isn't and i'm sure there are tons of people yeah who make their money doing that um in any way i guess it's the same way you know strippers simulate sex yeah um to make money um but there's that's also i think that's a, a that's whole different level. that's a whole nother level and that is sex work to some degree um yeah it's just do you uh, there's a fine line where there's I'm a fine like, line do you think uh, my question for you sorry to interrupt is you know we've had conversations about black fishing and um things like that and it's just like if you have someone if you these are people who benefit, are not even black fishing, but also people who benefit from things that are traditionally um, been known to be a part of the black community. And then they right. turn it around and they benefit from it. Whereas, you know, they don't really have any black yeah, people in their lives. It's just been appropriation. <laughs> so yes, yes, yes. Thank you for just that one word. Appropriation, bitch. So it did with that, in a sense, to me, that kind of, Yes, you know, sort of, it's it's very similar, but you're a gay person and you may not even align yourself with any sort of gay values or you may not agree with, even if you do, it's like, that is very interesting because you're not, you're sort of taking, you're appealing to this group, taking their money and it's about representation. That could be somewhere where a person who's actually gay could be in that position that you are in. And it's just, it it, it it becomes very because it's also Instagram, you know, Instagram or social media where you can create your own platform. But it's right. also, it, 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 the lines are very, very blurry. You know, this is why that. I think it gets extra tricky because we want to say, well, choose a side, right? It's mm-hmm. like there's almost this, this pull to, to force people into saying, yes, I am gay or, or admitting that they're not. Mm-hmm. And then seeing if that audience still wants to fuck with them. But uh, okay. at the same time, we we also know and understand that it's you know it's not on us to tell someone that they need to choose a side mm-hmm. that it's not it's not anybody's right to tell someone that they have to check a box mm-hmm. in heterosexuality or homosexuality one way or the other so yeah. that's where i think it gets super blurred and like you were saying where it's like well that could be you know someone who is gay who could be you know having that but it's like having what the the role of Showing the outline of it, but you know, what I mean? it's just like well, yes, you know, we're not talking about like an acting gig, which I also think you know is not the same thing because I think if a if a gay if a person who's gay in real life wants to play a straight person on the show, then they have that right. Yeah, and 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 as does a person who is straight in real life has the right to play a gay role in on a show or something. So it's yeah. weird. But at the same time, I, I just know that it leaves me with this uncomfortable feeling. And that's all that I 
can really draw on. You know what I mean? That yeah. I don't, I can't exactly pinpoint what it is that makes this so wrong, well, except the <laughs> fact that something about it makes me feel uncomfortable and something to be explored. Just the fact that like you're you're pretending or you're playing on this idea that you know that they kind of maybe think that you are. Yes, that's but my so you thing. you don't say one way or the other because yes. it benefits you. And I'm like, I mean, women do this all the time. I'm <laughs> guilty. No, for real. Where it's just like, right, where somebody's interested and it's like, well, I don't say whether I'm interested or I'm not. So I let them think that I could be. Because it benefits me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow, but yeah. That's also something that I have to do as a woman because certain avenues are not open to me otherwise. Yeah. I have to use what I got. And if some idiot guy wants to do things or bend over backwards to do something for me or make something available to me that wouldn't be otherwise because he might maybe could fuck me at some point because I never told him he absolutely couldn't. <laughs> that I am going to use that. It's just, it's a tool in my arsenal. A tool in your arsenal, yeah. It, it just is. And so I use it to my advantage. And so I'm like, I guess we could say that to some degree, they're doing the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But, two things, but it feels questionable. But, but it, it is interesting that you brought that. I'm so glad that you brought that up. I know we have to go through, but two things, you know, just two things really quickly. The thing about, you know, using that tool in your arsenal. If you're sort of from a group we'll just use, I'll just use marginalized. You know, you're a black woman who's doing that. Or if you're a black straight man who feels like, listen, this is an avenue. I have, I'm a very attractive guy. A, a lot of gay men seem to be into me. This is the tool that I have to use in order to get to where I need to go. I don't really have any other avenues. Is he necessarily wrong for doing that? And, you know, what you would, I do agree with you as well when you talked about, I think, gay, um, gay actors can play straight and vice versa. I think then it becomes representation because too often, more often than not, you know, just, in, uh, just up until recently, you don't see a lot of gay actors being able to portray gay actors on television. It's always a straight actor portraying. And then you also don't vice versa. I think that happens very rare. You have your freaking Doogie Howser or, you know, people go, oh, he's done it before. I'm like, he's like one person who's done it. Right. But, him you know, and Matt, a, was it Matt Bromer? Bromer? Yeah, Matt, yes, yes, him. Like, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, oh, beautiful, beautiful man. Yes, uh, they, they, you know, they're gay, they play straight. So I think what it is is, yeah, you want to see equality in a sense. You want to see more gay people who are able to do those dual roles. But too often, more often, you see the straight people playing those roles or the straight people playing the trans roles or the other queer right. roles. And that's where then it's just like, okay, well, we, there are other people who are just as qualified to do those. You know, the years Ooh. ago, it was, yeah, that's men playing women. And then that that's what it is. That's the yeah. feeling. That's what it is where I'm like, I can't pinpoint exactly what it is. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. You don't get to capitalize on my being and my existence when I don't. Yeah. <laughs> We've been saying this as black women, you know yes, what I mean? Like exactly. when people appropriate black culture and it's just like, you don't get to capitalize on who I am and my identity when for so long you have not allowed me to capitalize on my yeah. identity. You yeah. don't get to cash out on my shit. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. And yeah. this whole, I'm going to play both sides of the fence, and maybe I am, and maybe I'm not, that feels wrong because it's like, but you know exactly what you're doing. And yeah. you know you're cashing in on possibly someone else's identity when mm -hmm. they're not able to cash in on that identity. And because once someone either says one way or the other, yes, I'm straight, or yes, I'm gay, it kind of boxes them into that. Mm -hmm. And 
it's like, okay, well, once they come out and they say that they're gay, now they've lost this segment of their audience because yeah. they're not interested in watching a gay person do this thing and, you know, that kind of thing. And so you're trying to keep it ambiguous so you can play both sides. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but unfortunately, the person who wants to be out about their homosexuality and they want to be open about that is now alienated out of that market because yeah. of And that's fucked up. So that's yeah. what the issue is. Wow. Yeah, it's true. It's very difficult. And, and just for the record, everyone who's out there, very, very well put, darling. Very well put. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> just for the record, we know bisexuality exists, and that's a completely different conversation. We're not really right. talking about just people who identify with gay or, or straight or one or the other or, you know, and pansexual. There's so many out there. So, but it's just, yeah, it has become, yeah, I think no, that was very No, we're talking about people who identify as heterosexual, yeah. but won't all the way put it out there because they're trying to see what they can get if they keep the lines blurry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it's, it's, what it essentially is. How yeah. they can benefit by maybe not checking a box. And mm-hmm. then they were talking about like Ariana Grande and a couple of other people. I watched that video for that breakup with your girlfriend on board and I just felt like that was I could see how people would be offended and feel like she was gay baiting, but I definitely felt like that was definitely more of that stupid, oh, these freaking like young people are obsessed with the 90s and all things 90s. And so mm-hmm. they watch the stupid movies like Wild Things and Cruel Intentions. Um, and they want to play on that whole like girls kissing, corny yes. ass shit. <laughs> had its moment back then right right that was such a big deal in the 90s because it wasn't prevalent yeah and you know things were very different back then very different so exactly they, yeah they want to play on on that kind of they 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 are invoking all things 90s mm-hmm. while also playing on this idea of like sexuality being a spectrum and yeah being it's, fluid it's, and... yeah it's like kind of like combining like that sort of like old ass 90s concept where it was like oh my god girls kissing this is sexy yeah. with the this this new way that we live where people are more open to seeing these things but the thing that annoyed me about her video was that i mean i watched it on youtube they don't actually kiss like the uh, girl grabs her and they go to kiss and that's when the video ends. Oh, girl, like yeah. That, I that was is like, that's a that's gay baiting. Yes. That's so baiting. Yes. Like, yeah. And I was like, but then it yeah, it was like it also was taking from that like stupid corny nineties shit. Mm-hmm. But then you also didn't even take it all the way. I mean, I'll give it up to Sarah Michelle Gell and all of them. They was tongue spinning yeah. all the things. That long tail um, thing, yeah. They committed, but they were also acting. Yes. Um, you know, in a role, um, they were, they were, I think they were absolutely gay baiting. Um, and they were also, again, like playing towards male idea of watching mm-hmm. them kiss and it was hot and this yes. stu- that stupid shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I think that people, young people now need to be very careful when they're drawing on things from the past that were problematic, mm-hmm. that weren't see, looked at as problematic until later on, yeah, and, and, and bringing those things up into 2021 and yeah. remixing them to 2021, yeah. it's like, no, honey, it doesn't work. 
Yeah, some things need to stay in the past. And I know there's like these iconic things, but it was like, it was iconic. But it, it is still time on top. It was problematic. Yeah. And to, to your point, you know, talking about a lot of these people like Taylor Swift or Ariana Grande, not a, a, a lot of, you know, sort of singers and artists in their generation, there's been so many people who come out and said, we, and I don't know these people's truths, but, you know, it's a, we are in a different time, but it's just like everyone's like, they're saying they're sexually fluid. You know, like I, I'm with them, you know, they may be a woman. I'm with a woman right now, but a man right now, but who's to say? I could see myself with a woman in the future. I'm with a man, you know, right now. You know, just just like so many on both sides have been saying, you know, their kind of their sexuality is open, and it's just like when well, you say that, but we never seen you with anyone of the same sex, and we never seen you with anyone who is, you know, trans or any. It's just it's always it's interesting to me how there's so many celebrities who sort of jump on that bandwagon. Or I feel like they have. But it's just like, where the receipts at, Pooh? Where the, are the receipts? It's just like, because it's cool for that generation to be very like open and, and fluid and, and, you know, we don't, you know, non-binary, not, not I want to say it's cool that I could be, you know, bashed for saying that. But yes, it's something that we've been seeing, which I think is wonderful and great. But then, of course, there are people who are going to try to capitalize on that because it's, it's well for their image and it's well for the, it does well for their brand. So I think that also needs to be scrutinized and to be questioned because you can't trust everything these people say. Oh, definitely I mean, cannot. Absolutely, especially anybody that's being marketed to you. Yeah, they've got a whole machine behind them, mm-hmm. and if you don't recognize the machine, then you will get run over by it. Uh, all right, girl, I like that. Say it again. If you don't oh, recognize the machine, you don't recognize the machine, you will get run over by it. All right, See, this man. More, this more where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> that was off the top of a dome. You're done. I know. It? I know. I surprised myself. I was like, okay, girl, that was a good one. <laughs> I need to get that printed on a t-shirt. Oh, Coffee mug. <laughs> 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 on that note, oh, we gonna wrap up. I think that's a great way to 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 go ahead and end this out. Um, it, I mean, we could go on and on and on about this. Um, but yeah, I think actually watch uh last night's episode of Drag Race, and uh-huh. there's actually a little bit of um conversation, not so much about queer baiting, but it, it, it does lend itself to this conversation. Um, wow. what got Mick is talking about in terms of you know representation and even in the tra- transgender community, like what that looked like, and mm-hmm. like that it didn't look like her for so I her him as a queen she's her well, him yeah yeah you know yeah we right. do yeah it didn't do. look like him <laughs> outside of drag it's him didn't yeah. look like him for so long mm-hmm. and it was just like okay so am I not this thing like I don't yeah. know which way to go it's interesting um so watch it and, and we we shall discuss um, but in the meantime um, I'm gonna finish drinking my water. No wine, no wine, no wine, no wine. <laughs> no wine, um, no wine. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna re up though. In a, in a, give me, give me a couple of hours. I'm about to re up my wine. Friday, um, Friday. Mind my business, and you should do the same. But if you like this episode of Black Hipster, you shouldn't mind your business. You should listen every week, but you should do that mm-hmm. by subscribing. Yes. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you rate us. We're pretty much wherever you're listening to your podcast, but definitely you can check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Yes, you can ma'am. also send us an email if you like this episode. And, you know, we, we're, 
we're people. We 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 would love some compliments. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a woman. I I live for a compliment. Um, email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail You can also follow us on Instagram at blackhipsterpodcast. Yes, and ma'am. they can follow you where, hun? Standrick Wiggins on Instagram. Uh, okay, okay, okay. And you can follow me at the Shawa Evans. Please do not sign up in my DMs. I don't check them anyway. Um, <laughs> and on that note, about to go re-up my water. It'll be another week until I see and talk to you guys. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.